Oh hi! Welcome to Morbid Morsels. These are shorter weekly episodes where I tell you about bizarre snippets from history and fun and grisly stories and facts that didn't make it into last week's main episode. Think of them as definitions succinct and deranged younger sibling. It was an autumn day in Baltimore, Maryland, on the 3rd of October, 1849. From what I've read about Baltimore in October, it seems likely that the day was cool, perhaps with a gentle breeze rustling the yellowing leaves, the seasons turning about their axis into autumn proper. Just from the date that I've just read, some of you may already have an inkling of where this is going. Either way, I have a strange story to tell you. It was on this day that a man staggered into Ryan's Tavern, named after the owner and otherwise known as Ryan's Fourth Ward Poles, due to its sometimes use as a polling station on Lombard Street. A man who had been missing for days without a word and who a worried young printer, Joseph Walker, rushed to the aid of. The man was blind drunk, or possibly horribly ill. It was hard to tell in his unkempt state. But when finally coaxed to speak, the ragged man uttered a name that Walker knew well. Despite the bizarre happenstance of the two strangers having this mutual acquaintance, Walker immediately sent word by letter. Dear sir, there is a gentleman, rather worse for wear, at Ryan's Fourth Ward Poles, who goes by the cognomen of Edgar A. Poe, and who appears in great distress. And he says he is acquainted with you, and I assure you, he is in need of immediate assistance. Yours in haste, Joseph W. Walker. Of course, this was none other than gothic horror, emo poet extraordinaire and best known of the dark romantics movement, Edgar Allan Poe, who sadly would not last long. The mutual friend of Poe and Walker was a doctor who had Poe admitted to a local hospital, but he would only last four more days before expiring on the words, Lord, help my poor soul. Was this a ragged plea for how he had lived his life in general, or was it to do with wherever he had been for those missing days? In less than a week, the author had managed to make his way all the way from Richmond in Virginia to Baltimore, which, considering the expanse of America, is not a long way at all. And according to Google Maps, you can make the trip in two hours, 41 minutes in a car, but it would take over a full two days of continuous walking in order to walk it. I have no idea how long it would take on horseback. Don't ask me that. My point being, in 1849, this was not a short distance to travel. Wherever he'd been, 
and whatever he'd been doing there. The last time Poe was seen prior to almost falling flat on his face in Ryan's tavern was when he said goodbye to his recently betrothed fiancée, Sarah Elmira Royster Shelton, on his way to a lecture tour in Philadelphia and New York. So what happened to Poe? And why didn't he make it to his destination? Unfortunately, there are no tidy answers. When he stumbled into that Baltimore tavern, he was in a terrible state, which he never really recovered from before his death, and seemingly wasn't able during that time to shed any light on his experiences. Poe had, however, like many writers before him and since, vices which sought to derail his career and upend his life. Of his experience with alcohol and other vices such as gambling, he wrote, I have absolutely no pleasure in the stimulants in which I sometimes so madly indulge. It has not been in the pursuit of pleasure that I have periled life and reputation and reason. It has been the desperate attempt to escape from torturing memories, from a sense of insupportable loneliness and a dread of some strange impending doom. So like many of us, Poe was running from something. Perhaps feelings of anxiety and depression which many of us have experienced. Or could it have been trauma from his father's abandonment of his family, perhaps? The tumultuous relationship he had with the foster parents who took him in after this, but never formally adopted him or really accepted him as a writer. The death of his first wife, also his cousin, from tuberculosis. It's possible that it all caught up with him. Just before he went missing, Poe had rekindled his relationship with his first sweetheart and childhood neighbour, Sarah Shelton, but his death would occur just days before they were due to be wed. The mind is a strange thing, and sometimes our own greatest enemy. Is it possible Poe went on a bender of self-sabotage, unable to allow his literary success and luck at rekindling an old flame unfold before him? Did he drive himself into the half-dead state he was found in? Unfortunately, your guess is as good as mine. His death was mysterious and tragic, not an unimaginable ending for one of his own literary creations. Despite being revered for his talent today and rightly remembered for his importance in the literary canon, Poe's funeral at the time was a quiet affair. The ceremony lasted under three minutes and less than 10 people turned out to pay their respects. Buried in the Westminster Church Cemetery in Baltimore, Poe originally resided under a stone with a carved raven which stated that his wife and mother-in-law rested one on either side of him. Later, in 1875, after 26 years, a larger plot with a more grandiose commemoration would be purchased for Poe and his wife, and you can still see both stones standing at the cemetery today. The new stone features a likeness of the author on the front, with his name emblazoned large underneath, to ensure that even though his death may forever be clouded in mystery, his life 
would forever be remembered. And about mortality, Poe had this to say. The boundaries which divide life from death are at best shadowy and vague. Who shall say where the one ends and where the other begins? Morbid Morsels is an offshoot of the Definitions podcast, written, recorded and produced by me, Jasper Chanter. Rate and subscribe for more history, horror and horrible delights. And if you enjoy this week's podcast, I recommend nipping over to TikTok, to Twitter, to Threads, Instagram, whatever floats your boat, and following me there. And if you want more weird and wonderful stories of strange deaths of famous people, check out Best Lovejoy's Rest in Pieces, The Curious Fates of Famous Corpses, available, I'm sure, from an independent bookshop near you.